Welcome back to another episode of the Incompetent Sports Report. My name is Jake Holmes, and this is a show that is really comedy-based, but talking about mainstream sports, um, some collegiate athletics. But today is a special day because we've got the first female guest on the podcast, um, Chelsea Hunsaker. Thank you for doing this. Yes, of course. And funny story, we actually did this back in February, and unfortunately the audio was not the best quality. Um, Technical difficulties, I'm sorry about that. So I really appreciate you coming back and doing this for a second round. happy to. And we're going to make this as organic as, you know, as possible. (laughs) I'm kidding. Alrighty, so... Yes, today, or tonight I should say, is UFC 274. A little bit of controversy, unfortunately. Um, You've got Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje, and I know Oliveira's your boy. He is, yes. I was a little disappointed with the the weight news. Yeah, you know, I thought the rule was you get at least a – Pound like a grace you, pound. You normally do, but for title fights, there's yeah, there's no really? extra. Mm-hmm. So yeah, any other fight, he would have been fine. But oh my gosh, yeah, you know you you find it crazy that he had another hour to lose half that pound and yeah, he did. I don't think it moved at all. So mm. yeah. so I'll uh, I'll inform everybody here. Chelsea herself uh, participates in the sport of MMA, so she knows firsthand the experience of a weight cut. Yeah. And <laughs> what what do you think uh, if you were if you could put yourself in his shoes? Um, what do you think you would have done in that hours? Is, is there like a, um, not to get like vulgar, but maybe even like trying to make yourself like you know projectile just so you can make yeah. that half pound? I mean, Charles is a pretty big guy, so I mean uh-huh. he's. I'm assuming he's probably lost 20 pounds since um, the beginning of the week, at least. Um, at that point, there's probably nothing in his stomach. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he probably hasn't eaten. He even said that. I don't know if it's true or not. He said he weighed in um, just a test weigh-in on Thursday night, and he hadn't eaten from that point to— um, I heard about that, yeah. —until um, the, act- the official weigh-ins, um, which is—I don't know necessarily about what his check weight, but I definitely believe he— hasn't hadn't put any yeah. um, food or water in. Um, that's usually pretty standard. Um, but yeah, when you're that close and you have such a big cut, it is really hard. I mean, you can continue sweating. You can, yeah. I mean, I've seen you know people. It's gross, but you know, take laxatives, stuff like that. I was going to say, yeah, I thought about every that little as well. bit out. But again, mm-hmm. at his point, because he does have such a big cut, I'm just assuming there just wasn't anything anything left Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. yeah it's a bummer for sure um well you know i guess in your opinion now just justin gaethje have that edge because he's got nothing to lose at this point or um no i don't i mean there's such perfect i don't think like for gaethje i don't think it's going to change anything Mm -hmm. um they olivia i mean i see it as the same they both charles depleted himself to a pretty extreme level, um, but he does that for a lot of fights, so I think he'll be replenished, but not to the point of, like, having an advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say when you miss weight, like, you have an advantage, but I think a lot of times it's a disadvantage because you, you know, put so much effort into into trying to make that weight, 
So right, and it would be one thing if you were coming in three to five pounds mm-hmm. over, but half a pound, is yeah, that really going to make a difference. No, it's, you know? I really like, don't think it is. And again, yeah. like every other fight, that would be under the weight allowance because yeah. you get one fifty six. So, gosh, yeah, it's just I'm yeah, what a unfortunate for the uh, officialness of the title, but exactly I think the fight result. Will, will probably be the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I think uh, Justin Gaethje, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a great defensive wrestler. He's kind of got that Chuck Liddell style. He just wants to keep it standing, mm-hmm. defending the takedown constantly. But I don't know what you think. I hear his jiu-jitsu is not that great. So um, Oliveira, you know, yeah. one of the best, on the other hand. Yeah, if not the, in my opinion. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I never really knew much until Justin went on the ground with Khabib, which, again, he's arguably at well, yeah. between the two. I would argue between the two of them being the best on the ground. So to say he's bad at jiu-jitsu might not be fair. Yeah, like <laughs> when a going blue against... belt level, you know? Or... Um, I'd say about that just because of his wrestling. Like I, We have a guy in our gym who's he's been there about six months, but he's a collegiate wrestler, and he's already – holding his own against blue belts that have been doing it for two plus years. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it just changes when you get up to that level. So regardless of his level to other people, I don't think he's going to have much defense against uh, Charles yeah. if he's able to get it to the ground. So That's what I think as well, yeah. I've got, if I had to pick um, the way of the finish, I think he's Oliveira by probably rear naked choke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The crazy, I don't know if you remember the um, Chandler fight, Mm-hmm. When Chandler got out of that rear naked choke, that yeah. was absolutely insane. Yeah, that was impressive. He um, just kind of did an explosion mm-hmm. real quick and turned into him. Yeah. So yeah, um, I can maybe see something like that happen. But and then Charles got the knockout after that. So yeah, that's no. the thing. I, I see Charles having more ways to win. Like Gagey definitely has any shot that lands um, a chance of finishing it, but Charles has that, and as well as. Um, the ground advantage, so. Yeah, no, his boxing is crisp as well. Um, so I would like to see it stay on the feet for the entertainment aspect. Yeah. But if it goes to the ground, yeah, it the odds are going to be. Short, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Short, exactly. Short and I think Gaethje is aware of that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he has um, his coach. I've, you've seen he's also Rose's coach. Uh, yeah, Trevor, Trevor Whitman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's pretty brilliant. So true, true. They do have maybe the game plan advantage if uh, they can, if he can stick to the game plan. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and you know, if if Oliveira wins, he's you know the number one contender by disqualification. I guess you could say. Um, I've heard some conspiracies, and this is just me looking on YouTube for the last you know twelve hours, but some conspiracies of like maybe Conor McGregor stepping in and taking <laughs> jumping the line. Yeah, I mean, I can see the UFC doing that. They've done it before for yeah. obviously business and money reasons. Yep. As a fan, I really hope not. I mean, I obviously Conor has uh, lost some of his sparkle with his more recent showings, so I I hope that doesn't happen. But I yeah. I can see it happening. Right. Right. Um, if Chandler does well tomorrow, I think he would deserve another shot since mm-hmm. of Mm-hmm. He got close to finishing Charles. If the, um, you know, it was right at the end of the round, first Correct. round. So he kind of Charles kind of got saved by the bell. But yeah, um, but that also depends how his fight tomorrow goes. So 
Yeah, no, I'm excited for that one. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Um, and then I guess also, Gaethje said uh, the winner of probably Islam or Benil Dairouge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is that official? Is that I know because I don't think a date's been oh, okay. set, but yeah, that, I no, know that would they definitely were. earn. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely earn a title shot. Yep, yep. I was disappointed when that one fell through. Yeah, I remember talking about that with mm-hmm. you as well. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I'm if I had to put money on it, I've got Oliveira winning. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the co-main, we've got Rose Namajunas versus Carlos Barza for the strawweight title. Um, I believe that Rose should be even more of a favorite than what she's at right now. What do you think? Yeah. Um. I mean. Carla, I don't know. It's fair. That's that's a tough one for me. Um, if they were both, obviously, Carla won. If I just think they've evolved so much since their first fight. Um, but Carla still, her advantages are Rose's disadvantages mm-hmm. um, or weaknesses. So I don't know. Rose is just I. I don't know. I think Rose. I haven't seen her on the ground a lot recently, so mm-hmm. I don't. I'm kind of unsure on that one um i do think her jiu-jitsu is a little bit better but carla has kind of um talking with a friend her first i mean obviously she's wrestling base and she used to be kind of just lay and pray not doing much with her ground game obviously she always got it to the ground but didn't do much um but recently she's um seems to be more active on the ground um so evolving that part of her game Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen that part of Rose for a while, so because she's just been knocking <laughs> knocking everybody out. So. Exactly. Um, and and that's Carla's weakness. Um, right. Is as um, her loss of the title herself that was pretty pretty rough. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, my money would definitely be on Rose, but again, if Carla has the right game plan and can get to that position quickly before um, taking the damage on the feet. I could see it going that way, but yeah, if I had to put money on it, def- definitely Rose. Yeah. Um, obviously, she's the longer fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, def- um, big advantage there. Yeah, when I watch Carla, she just kind of reminds me of like a dominant wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like she just yeah. wants to get that takedown. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, she, everyone's looking for the finish, but she seems comfortable with, you know, just getting top position mm-hmm. and winning every round and then going to decision ultimately. Yeah. Um. So that's why I I think Rose could catch her with some high kick like she did with uh, Weilei Zhang. Yeah. Or um. Yeah. Again, like you said, Rose is no punk on the ground. She's got um great jujitsu and she's got uh submission finishes as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think. I just I don't want to be disrespectful and say she's going to outclass her, but I just think she's better. I mean, maybe not in the wrestling aspect, but yeah. every other thing, I think she's going to. Yeah, well, I mean, it's weird with the girls, not to insult girls, but the I mean, the top three to five girls are you know just levels above the rest of the division. I agree with that. Um, so when we you know when we saw Rose on the ground, it was against a different different caliber. I agree. Um, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, he. It's it's a tough one, but uh, you have a good point of I mean it's five rounds if Carla's trying to get a decision win that's a 
that's a long time to yeah, it's a tough <laughs> to avoid yeah. a knockout. So right, right. Yeah, no, I've got um ah, I mean, I'd like to see Rose get another finish, but I could also see her winning by decision as well. Just like uh, almost like point striking. Mm-hmm. Just you know, again, she's the longer fighter. Um, you could potentially see kind of like a Adesanya style, just leg kicks and yeah. jabs and keeping the distance. Yeah, I think Carla needs to it, um, like do more than go for the t- if she can work inside, like almost. Um, it's rare to see the shorter fighter, but like uh, Volkanovski's really, he's always shorter and getting inside and doing mm-hmm. damage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she has the skills to do that, but yeah, if she's just, go, you know, only going for takedowns, it's going to be easy. Yeah. Easy yeah. To, mm-hmm land those shots exactly yeah so yeah i got rose winning as well all right so moving on to the third fight now this is gonna be fireworks i think michael chandler taking on (laughs) the boogeyman tony ferguson um tell me your thoughts on this bout um yeah i mean i'm like it's gonna be very exciting both of them are full speed um they don't pick apart very much they just go right on in Mm -hmm. so yeah I definitely have Chandler I mean again he almost finished Charles Mm -hmm. in his title shot um he's had he had a really good fight against Gagey did crazy amount of damage there um and yeah Tony I don't know Tony obviously he's been on a little bit of a downswing um lately but I can just see (laughs) see him you know I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold that against him. Um, yeah, yeah. You never know what to expect with him. So. Yeah, he's got like nine lives. He yep. can just <laughs> take so much damage. Yeah. Which is unreal to watch. I'm saying that I think if he gets on the ground, um, I think he'd have the advantage there. Um, though again, again, that escape Chandler had against Oliveira was crazy, but. Right. Right. Um, um, Tony's a little bit more unorthodox on the ground, so I think there might might be able to, you know, it's defense is all about knowing what's coming, so it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's hard if you don't don't know what to expect. So correct, yeah. No, Tony's great off his back. Um, and Michael Chandler, great wrestler, but like you said, shorter guy as well. So mm-hmm. he's gonna have to work on the inside. Um, probably implement the clinch game a little bit mm-hmm. and um get Tony against the cage. I think that's gonna be mm-hmm. his best bet. Yeah. I can see Tony yeah doing some crazy spinning thing or something. <laughs> yes. Him. Spinning elbow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think um this is a three round fight and I could see this go into decision as well. They're both tough as hell and they can take a shot. Um but Michael Chandler's coming in Pretty heavy uh, favorite right now, and I think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, they're close in age, but, yeah, Chandler just seems a bit more explosive, mm-hmm. um, at least yeah. in this present day. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, after seeing him, his first fight in the UFC, knocking out Dan Hooker, I didn't see that happening at all. Not that In the quick. first round like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was... So, anything like that could happen. Um, I like that he goes by Iron Mike because he does have that one punch power, mm-hmm. um, like Mike Tyson. Yeah. And, you know, if Ferguson loses this one, do you think that's it for him? Uh, 
Is that would that be four in a row or five? He's on a three fight losing streak, right? Let's look. Um, I mean, for him, I don't think so. Um, for as far as the UFC wanting to keep him, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he might get a few more chances. Just, I mean, people love to watch him fight. He's, you know, he, people will still be tuning in if they see him on a fight card. So. Yeah, so he's on a three fight. Three fight. Uh, yep. Yeah, I would say at least one more for him. Again, most people three or four in a row is all you get, but I I can see him maybe one more. Yeah, um, you know, especially um, in his mindset, I don't think that's going to hold him back. True, true. Yeah, yeah. When you have that draw and that stardom, uh, usually Dana White will give you. Like and you he's said, fighting the best of the best. It's not like he's had any easy fights. So, oh yeah, for sure. No, I mean, lightweight's up there with one of the most uh, competitive divisions for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I'm very excited for this one. But I do think Chandler gets this done as well. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. All right, and then after them, well, I should say before them, um, you've got. Two veterans here, uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua versus OSP Ovince Saint Pru. Um, Shogun coming in at a slight underdog, but I think that he could pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I would put my money on OSP. Just mm-hmm. more recent. I haven't. I don't know. Maybe I've missed. I haven't watched Shogun in a while. Um. What was his last fight? Um, I want to say it was last year, so I don't think he's taken too much time off. Um, let's see. It was... I think he won by decision. Okay, so he's coming off. Oh, I'm incorrect. So, Paul Craig... Wait. Oh, I was wrong. 2020. So yeah, he lost to Paul Craig, but he beat uh that little nog. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. So Paul Craig is nasty though. By the way, his jujitsu is fucking yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, I just see OSP a little bit more athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, and on the ground, I think he has the advantage, but. Yeah, he is famous for that uh, Von Flew Von choke Flute, yeah. where you just, I don't even know how to do it. You just lean your shoulder into somebody Pretty on much. side so, control. Almost. Yeah. yeah. They have to be holding on to your head. And again, after somebody has that many finishes, what'd you, that's like yeah, a pretty right. big role in jiu-jitsu to let go of the head once they pass. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, hopefully he's smart enough to not not do that. But he is a, he, I mean, he's obviously good at setting it up. He's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. Shogun's going to need to keep this standing, um, to have a puncher's chance because he could potentially get out grappled just because of his age. You know, he's, I think he's 40, 41 now. He's up there. And yeah. then on the feet, because he had one sure slower and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to have a lot of technical advantages at that point, unfortunately. Right, right. Yep. I agree. Um... And then the opener, some other veterans here. And you've got the famous Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Joe Lawson. 
and I saw that Cowboy is probably going to hang it up after this. I mean, yeah. he was pretty emotional at the uh, press conference. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't. I had more. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, just more like his new training routine. He's changed up a little bit, but I think it all depends how the fight goes. To be honest. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. He ends on a high, maybe. I don't know. I just I I can't imagine Cowboy not fighting. <laughs> I mean, I know he's one of the few where it's, I feel like it's really in his blood, you know. But oh yeah, no, he's a um, company man. Obviously, yeah. you know he's got kids now too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's up. Is he's is he forty? Um, probably right there. I'm thinking he he's has like so many thirty-eight. Like it's, oh my God. He has so much. Uh, like his eight, I can't think of the term, but just the amount of where this amount of fights he's had, it you know, yeah, mileage aged yeah, you yeah. a little bit quicker. Oh, for sure. So, um, yeah, because he's, he did have that draw. But yeah, I don't think he's want to fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> as we're looking at his. Mm. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, you're right. It's going to be weird without him uh, being in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd love to see him stick around, but <clears throat> as you well know, you don't want to see someone take unnecessary damage. Ab- yeah, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No, he... mm-hmm. And um, his opponent, Joe Lozon, I remember him on the Ultimate Fighter, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's competed in a while. Yeah, I want to say at least two years. It might have been 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's always yep, you're right. Always tough with the ring rust, which just that just varies by person to person. Some people don't show it affecting them at all. Where's his left? Did he have a draw as well? Wait, no, round one. Doesn't have win under the other guy. DQ? Oh, could be. Hmm. That's strange. But yeah, no, you gotta love the uh, the old timers getting in there and um, bringing the uh, the old head fans mm-hmm. to the pay per view aspect. Yeah, that's a fun. It's a fun one. I'm super honestly surprised they haven't fought before because they both kind of went up at the same time. Um, well, I guess Donald was in the WEC for like half of his fighting career, you would say, because that's where he held belts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was there a good bit. Mm-hmm. And then I think that could be incorrect, but uh, Lozon was primarily in the UFC. Yeah, most of his fights. Yeah. yeah he was he was a baby when he got on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I was watching that season the other day with Nate Diaz and all them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the season where um, I can't remember the guys' names, but they actually like legitimately fought like at the oh, house. Really? Yeah, it, it got bad. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. Well. Yep. That is the main card rundown for UFC 274 tonight on ESPN Plus. So now we're going to interview Chelsea on her background of competing in MMA. And tell the tell the people how you got into the sport. Um, so I mean, introduction of sport is my is my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, owns a gym that I train at. Um, he's 
Yeah, he's, I mean, he's been in the sport forever, even before he owned a gym. Um, mm-hmm. His first pro fighter in Virginia. Um, so, yeah, definitely one of the OGs. So, as far as being around the sport, I've been in it my whole life. Um, but I definitely, I don't know, wasn't really interested in growing up. It's kind of my dad's thing. Right. Um, and then at 17, I had um, back surgery for scoliosis and just healing up from that. Um, I just needed to be active. And again, my dad had a gym and that was a free, free way to be active. So yeah. I started taking some Muay Thai classes. Um, and yeah, just once I was finally immersed in that, the day-to-day training, which I never had really been in before. Um, yeah, lo and behold, fell in love with it. So Heck yeah. Um, yeah, so I had about a year of training. I had my first Muay Thai fight and that was more just to... Um, you know, see what it's about, obviously not knowing. And yeah, after that first, first win, I was, I was hooked, started adding in jujitsu, um, into it and yeah. Oh yeah. That's his history. That's right. <laughs> so I guess the, the first question that everybody asks, how do you get accustomed to being okay with taking strikes? Yeah, I get that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's a way to get more accustomed to it, but for most people, I think it's just okay or it's not okay. Um, yeah. For me, it makes me better, like getting hit <laughs> makes me more aggressive. I'm not one to shy away from getting hit, which uh-huh. isn't the smartest, <laughs> smartest thing later in the game. Like, oh, I need to <laughs> move my head out of the way, maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, just for me, naturally, that kind of what is what, um, brings the fire out. I'm definitely a naturally competitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in that moment, uh, it doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't hurt, but it's, it's not as bad as, <laughs> as it looks like. Yeah. Guess, with your adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. Even like you. sparring, um, and sparring when you're, spa- obviously sparring is different than, um, an actual fight, but it's, you're with your friends, your teammates, and it's, just fun. I'm, I'm sure you've watched videos of guys sparring in the gym and they're literally laughing. You know, they land a good shot and you smile and acknowledge and, you know, try to return your own. So exactly for me, it's fun, which again, may not be best for long term uh, <laughs> brain. Um, but yeah, I've yeah, it wasn't something I had to get accustomed to. It just yeah, naturally yeah. did it didn't bother me too much. So after the first week, you were like, this isn't that bad. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't mind getting hit in the liver. And Liver's know, different. <laughs> liver is, there's no toughness for yeah. that one. Yeah, a lot of people, again, they think, like, getting hit in the head is well, worse than it is. Um, but, yeah, body shots, there's, I haven't seen anybody be able to tough out body shots if they're landed right. 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 So that's, yeah, your, <laughs> your, uh, your instincts don't let you fight through that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so your Muay Thai fight was your first. Mm. When did you start getting into the grappling aspect? So I did it a little. So our fight team, um, practices, the fight team are less, um, like technical, but so I did a lot of live stuff with like cage work. So it's not necessarily starting on the ground. Um, but you know, wrestling, getting to the ground and then we come back up, um, so honestly, I did. I did take my first MMA fight with <clears throat> not a lot of technical jujitsu training and, and the fight team stuff. But you're not really learning. Right. Um, you're just kind of going. Um, but the nerves before that fight, like knowing 
that if I got to the ground, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, that that was not a good feeling. So it was on, honestly after my first MMA fight, which thankfully did not go to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, just the fear of that definitely motivated me to um, get more into it uh, technically. And that's something surprising. Like jujitsu can make like, you guys getting punched in the face. That's never bothered me. Um, jujitsu can get real, yeah, real, really uncomfortable really quick. Um, so that took more getting accustomed to, um, to that, but it's a lot more rewarding because you remember, you know, getting beat up over and over again and being like, I have no idea how to get out of the situation, but then it's more rewarding, um, when you do start figuring out those escapes and, um, you know, being able to return that favor to other people, (laughs) making them feel the same way. So, um, yeah, again, I started with striking, but yeah, jujitsu is by far um, my favorite part of training. Really? Not now, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Now, I've definitely seen you uh, impose your will <laughs> on uh, people in the gym, girls and guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I try. <laughs> and um, you recently achieved your purple belt. So mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it took a long I mean, I don't. I'm not much of a gi fan, so it took a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a no gi girl, <laughs> but definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more realistic if you were going to take a especially an MMA yeah fight. for MMA, and yeah, there's yeah. just so much. Yeah, the grips, yeah, and it's not a waste of time, but it's not something I would use in a fight. So, it, and there's so many aspects of training for MMA: the wrestling, the conditioning, the mm-hmm. striking into takedown. You know, strikes on the ground, endless things. So, right. Um, there's, I only have so much brain space. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's right. Um, yeah, you know, I see it potentially translating to if you were in a street fight and you grab someone's jacket or their Mm -hmm. shirt and you could use it against them, but. Yes, I mean, possibly, for sure. And, um, like I actually told my husband, he's very no-gi, um, as well. I was meeting up with some girls tomorrow for gi training. Um, he's like, why are you doing that? But, (laughs) Um, there's no train, like I don't have no gi options. So obviously if there's, it's better than not doing anything. You yeah, know, it's, exactly. It's still grappling. You're still learning positions. Um, but yeah, if there's opportunity to work striking or wrestling, um, then yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to choose. But mm-hmm. for sure, nothing against people who like the gi. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff in that for sure. Yeah. I mean, they say that it makes your technique better. Um, just, it it's, slows everything down. It does slow it down, but it also, I mean, even like on a street fight, like it's a gi is obviously sturdy and it's easy. It's meant to be able to grab onto and mm-hmm. hold. Um, yeah, if the person's moving, you don't have that grip. I do, th- like if I see no gi people translate to gi, I think a little bit better because a lot of gi people, once they don't have the grips, they're like, they're clueless. You know, they don't know. Yeah. What they're like, I can't hold on. I can't hold you here. Right, right. Um, so, but again, it's all all personal preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we got a shout out to uh, MMA Institute. This is the gym that Chelsea essentially runs. No, mm-hmm. no yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And also shout out to her father, Rick McCoy. He was on the podcast last summer, and um, yes, he is uh, like you said, Virginia's first professional fighter. Mm-hmm. Yep started all of this yeah back before it was cool <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah when he was on i remember him telling me um when he was at 
well, he I'm sure he had already had his black belt, but talking about jiu-jitsu, he was, there's probably only maybe like 10 to 15 legit black belts like mm-hmm. in America at that time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, it's crazy how Back much in the, in the this 90s. sport has mm-hmm. evolved, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, after your first um, Muay Thai fight, when did you sign on for, uh, I guess, your first MMA fight? It was quick. So, my Muay Thai fight was January 2014, and um, my MMA fight was March okay. of that year. So, yeah, <laughs> jumped right in again. Yep, <laughs> Maybe yep. not the most prepared as I as I should have been, but... well. You, you learn, you learn. I mean, everything you learn from, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it helps to have that natural skill from your pops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I know we talked about this last time, but the uh, the traveling aspect. With all your bouts, really going up and down the East Coast? or Yeah, so again, talking about the uh, evolution of the fight, so obviously... Mm-hmm way smaller time than when my dad started so Mm -hmm. that was eight years ago um especially as far as females go yeah there just weren't weren't a lot of opportunities good point my Mm -hmm. first four fights were in virginia um so and they were they were pretty back-to-back but yeah right after that became extremely hard to find fights um just not females um past a you know intro first fight level um so for me my op opportunities came down in florida um that's the only no i did one in west virginia too mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. obviously a good bit closer yeah, um for sure yeah unfortunately it's grown but yeah still it's especially as once you fight everybody in the state then there's only so many definitely have to start um traveling to get those opportunities but i like it to be honest um you know when i fought in richmond um there's a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of your teammates are there, um, a lot of people you know, family, even people that don't train, you know, come and support you, which is awesome, and I love that, and mm-hmm. after the fight, it's great, but as far as the pre-fight buildup, it puts a lot of extra pressure, so. Oh, I can imagine. Um, I liked going to Tampa, I actually thrived, um, my first fight down there was for a title fight, she was local there, so everybody was booing me, and <laughs> but ah, um, yeah, surprisingly, the- I... Uh, yeah, I definitely thrived off that. So Hell I didn't yeah. mind the travel. And it was Florida, so <laughs> it was nice to relax. Oh, I'm sure. Um, in the sunshine before the um, before the fight, because the day of is you know you want you want to be distracted, not let sh- the the crazy thoughts get to you. So yeah, I, <laughs> I love traveling. Yeah, yeah. May, may have been different if it wasn't Florida, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh man! So out of um, all of your fights. Were they all finishes, or did you have any decisions? No, or? I had some. No, definitely decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. So, first fight was a decision. Second fight, I actually lost um, by rear naked choke. So, and then next two are finished. So, my only, I guess, probably be easier to count my finishes. Um, one, two. So I had five finishes out of 11, 11 fights. Okay. MMA fights. I also had um, two Muay Thai and one boxing fight. Those were both decisions as well. Right, or right. both. All three of them were decisions as well. Mm-hmm. So. Hell yeah. But again, it's all mind. The the mind and um, is the biggest part of it. That's always been my biggest challenge. It takes me sometimes um, a round or two to kind of wake up and okay. shake off. So 
Yeah, so quote unquote slow starter. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of professional fighters have that style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not bad. I mean, it it either you see guys that are good at charging in and starting a hundred percent, but that can definitely uh, backfire on you as well. So. Yeah, when you gas out if you don't yep. have the cardio for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I look at somebody like uh, Piotr Jan. Mm. Kind of a slow starter, but he mm. downloads his mm -hmm. opponent, and then by the fourth and fifth round, he's figured you out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I love him. I was very disappointed. <laughs> he lost <laughs> last Yeah, time. tell me about that. What do you think about that? Fight? I was shocked. Um, I mean... Just by the judges, or...? No, I mean, it was close. I wouldn't, I mean, anytime it's close, you know, people are, oh, we should have won, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a robbery or anything, no, in my opinion. So um, yeah, and once you add in those 10 8 rounds, which I think Aljamain did deserve one. Yeah, that um, second round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was just surprised. I mean, because he, which again, once you can go back to the gym and reflect and really, that uh, having a game plan really changes, um, changes things up. Um, just that first fight, I didn't even think was any. It wasn't close <laughs> in any no, way. He no, worked he worked him completely... from start to the end, or till the uh, what was that fourth round when he yeah the, the uh, knee. illegal knee yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I was just expecting something very similar, and I think everybody was. Mm -hmm. So yeah. might maybe that got in Peter's head. He um might have taken him lightly because of how easy the first yeah, fight was which exactly. underestimated him um which surprises me because he is a very smart uh fighter but yeah yeah it's almost like he just completely disrespected me he was like i'm gonna walk right through this yeah. guy yeah i don't think he was he saw <laughs> saw that coming i didn't <laughs> yeah i i did say on the podcast as well um if Sterling was to win that fight, it would be with his grappling because mm -hmm. he's a legit black belt under, mm -hmm. you know, the Gracie, uh, I think Henzo Gracie, Matt Sarah down there, mm -hmm. or up there, I should say, in New York. Um, and he did exactly that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, got, I think, like three takedowns and yeah. was like a human backpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he stayed glued on there for yep. sure. Yep. Yeah, I love uh, the body triangle. That. It's, one it's of those, a tough spot to be in. Yeah, it's hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're fluid and they can switch back and forth yeah. when you're rotating hips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so the weight class that you competed at, what was that? Is that... So that fluctuated. Uh -huh. um, so I started at 125 and I was walking around at, you know, maybe 130. Um, but... Um, I, you know, put on weight, started adding um, strength and conditioning as a big part of, not a big part, but, you know, I was consistent with it um, over my years of training, and my body just naturally puts on muscles. So towards the end of um, my, my last fight camp, I was, you know, close to 160. Um, my maybe sixth fight was my last fight at 125. I cut to 125 from... 150 at that point and yeah just um wasn't a good time i don't think it was worth <laughs> worth to, was, that's obvious um yeah. but I, just, I don't think it was healthy and i don't think it really gave me that much of an advantage um you know i have length even so i went up as to 135 um on my next fights um and yeah i don't i don't think i lost my strength or size advantage doing that mm -hmm. um i also took a fight at 145 just 
because it's what was available. Um, sure, sure. So, but yeah, wait, I'm I'm not a huge advocate for the uh, insane strenuous weight cuts. I was gonna ask you, do you have one uh, one specific time that right that like really stuck out, and you were like, God, like I don't know if I can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my last cut to one twenty five. I yeah, mean, I yeah. cut so two weeks before. Um, in my gym that I work out, they have a little. I don't even know what it's called, but it measures your body fat. I was at like four okay. percent body fat, and I still had eighteen pounds to lose. Um, I was yeah, I was eating like a handful of blackberries a day. I yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was miserable. Um, no, I mean, I'm proud horrible. of myself mentally for <laughs> um making the weight, but yeah, yeah again, it, it yeah, it's just it's not healthy. I don't think it gives you that big of an advantage. I mean, I you know I gained probably 12 to 15 pounds before fight night but it's not like it's just water weight it's not mm -hmm. like you know any anything if you look at stats people that make crazy weight cuts i don't yeah i don't think overall it gives you that much of advantage to um make it worth the health yeah um, no, that you're taken yep exactly no there's definitely gonna be longevity issues um, and you see people like uh, recently like people are ending up in the hospital you know they don't even get to fight they make weight but they pass out when, yeah when collapse. They, <laughs> right um, no, off horrible. off the scales so yeah so a remedy to that do you think more weight classes need to be incorporated um i don't even know more weight classes maybe doing something like one fc does um where they do the hydration tests mm -hmm. and everybody just agrees to fight at you know so like uh demetrius johnson he's 125 now he's fighting at 135 so if everybody could just agree to fight at a more natural weight like i'm not saying you shouldn't cut any weight but yeah the levels that um that people go to are just insane but it's you know it's the mentality of a sport obviously kind of comes from wrestling and yep so unfortunately i don't see it changing um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, a, it's been the mindset of a lot of people. So, yeah. Cause, I, you know, you look at a uh, boxing, I think they do it like, it's like every six pounds or something like that. They have a bunch they of weight do, classes. Yeah. yeah. So, I've always yeah, wondered gonna... if they would implement that into. Yeah. I don't know MMA. if there's enough people fighting. I mean, just the divisions would be a little bit more watered down. I guess maybe people could fight in multiple weight classes. Exactly. But then again, you're still going to. Mm hmm. Have the same issues. If I think the hydration test works well, every fighter that's fought with that, and you know, obviously it's new to them. All the other promotions they did um, traditional weight classes and mm -hmm. no testing. Um, yes, it seems like it works. It's working. So it would be nice if we could implement that, but it's probably gonna take some some more hospital visits to make that happen. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No. It's uh it's it's very sad especially when you see examples like uh remember uh tj dillashaw when he cut down to 125 i mean he looked like oh yeah the way he, yeah yeah no, he looked like a skeleton yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's not <laughs> it's not healthy we're all right it's not a healthy sport all right you know i know getting, in the cage, getting hit in the face and yeah just add that extremely but. brutal yeah but. but we love it for i mean i love it for just the impressive like athleticism that is involved mm -hmm. um and the mental fortitude like you were talking about to overcome being in deep deep waters um mm -hmm. if you're fighting somebody like 
Habib, like that grappling style where you just can't do anything yep, and you're being smothered. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> or like uh, Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. I mean, just completely outclassed on the feet. Yeah. And you even hear Volk at the press conference like, yeah, I actually pulled it back in the fourth round because oh. uh, <laughs> I was concerned. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah, some people are too tough for their own good. But yep, yep. Well, that's... That's why we got fans, I guess. <laughs> Not for sure. <laughs> um, now, last time you told me that you did some training in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was right. When was that? That was 2017. When I came back, that's when I took my 145-pound fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was amazing. I spent five weeks out there. Um, yeah, I, I stayed at one camp the whole time. But, um, yeah, it was it was nice to, I mean, again, here I work at the gym. I've got other normal life stresses and everything mm-hmm. out there. It was wake up, train, eat lunch, take a nap, go train, <laughs> eat yep. dinner, go to bed. Um, yep. And it was cool. Um, it was, yeah, it was a really fun experience. Learned a lot. And again, I just got to focus on training and only training, which unfortunately, um, you know, other distractions here I don't haven't been able to do. So. Right, right. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, obviously, a completely different culture out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, stuff. And again, like they're a little bit. Um, so it's Muay Thai, obviously, MMA. Maybe if somebody fights four or five times a year, that's considered a lot. Um, in Thailand, the active fighters are fighting once a month. If you know, sometimes even more. Um, so training's a little bit, little bit different. Like in some ways, it's more intensive than here. Um, but in other ways, like they don't spar as hard there. I would imagine. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, cause they they um, wouldn't have the Be longevity that they yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just different, but again, it's and there's no egos out there um, here. And I've been a lot of not just my gym, but I've been to gyms all over the country. Oh, and yeah. There's always ego somewhere, oh, which yeah. is hard not to in this sport. Not taking away. I'm not saying I've never had an ego. Um, but yeah, out there, it's just, again, it's always fun. It's, um, it's a job to them, but it's a job that they love. And again, that's what they live and breathe. Yeah. I was going to say it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Lots mm-hmm. of, re- yeah, lots of respect, lots of discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, no complaints, no, <laughs> no, right, uh, right, divas yeah. that expect more than other people's. So. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I've no. rec- I would definitely recommend it to any fighter to, that would, you know, can make that happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a great experience. Hell yeah! Um, and then, have you done any training out in Vegas? I can remember if you did. Not in not. Vegas. Mm-mm. Not in Vegas. Okay. Um, yeah, I've done um, Illinois and trained with Felice Herrig. Um, I've done some down in Florida and then um, California. Um, most recently, I did a women's camp in Michigan, which had oh, um, it was like an all girls camp. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no Vegas. I've talked about it. Me and my husband, um, before his most recent job, we were actually looking at relocating for training, and Vegas was one of the spots. That's um, right. Because there's a ton of gyms out there. I mean, that's um, the pinnacle for MMA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully one day. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. Um, brings me to my next question. Are you thinking of competing here pretty soon? Yes, so... Even in just the grappling aspect. Grappling, definitely. I think I'm going to be doing one next month. Good, good. Um, That's great. In Virginia Beach. I actually had a little itch, so there is a fight card coming um, to Richmond. I don't know if you've heard about Icon. 
fighting. It's going to be here June 3rd. Is that Masvidal's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Jorge Masvidal's fight show mm-hmm. um, or fight no, promotion. That's, that's incredible. That's awesome. I got asked to be on it, and initially I said no. Um, and then I like thought about it, and I was like, oh, that'd be really, really awesome to come back and finally do my pro debut. Um, and I was going back and forth with it, and then <laughs> not exciting. I got a very bad sunburn, <laughs> so oh. um, I took off training for about a week <laughs> and a half, um, and I've already been a really short fight camp. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, that, that foiled that yeah, plan. It wasn't set in stone, but I was definitely thinking about it. Wow. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. Okay. Stupidity lost <laughs> lost me that opportunity, but again, everybody in Richmond, go um, go support that show so they will come back. Because Richmond does not have a good, good history of, um, you know, making promotions money. So they come here and they obviously don't come back because they don't make any money. Right. Don't right. sell enough tickets. So I'm hoping um, this event will change that and they will they will return. No, I love it. I'm actually writing a uh, a synopsis on that right now hmm. of like bringing the sport with uh, at least like high profile fights to uh, mm. Richmond. Um, so yeah, no, I'd love to go check that out. Yeah, it should be, should be. We obviously have a handful of um, guys from our gym fighting, and then just local, like I know some guys from the beach are fighting. Um, so yeah, it'll be it's a really good opportunity for Virginia MMA, um, especially since COVID. There hasn't been any anything. Not that we again we weren't great before that, but. Um, yeah, right, right. Do you know where it's being held? It's at the Richmond Convention Center. Oh, there you go. Mm, yep. Sweet. Yep. All right, right around the corner. I'm going to have to check it out. Yes. I got to go. I'm excited. Yep. Uh, I'll bring some people with me, too. Awesome. Hell yeah. It's pretty. I think tickets are $40, which isn't isn't crazy. I went to a show. No, no offense to them, but <laughs> um, I went to a show <laughs> in Harrisonburg, which was definitely just bare bones promotion. They had... Amateur. Three, yeah, three amateur fights, and it was $50 for the ticket. It's like, what? Mm, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Is, so it's a, it's a good deal for something I know is going to be well run on time and good talent. So awesome. Definitely um, more than worth it. Do you guys um, have any fighters competing out of your gym in this event? Yes. Yeah, so, so far, we're trying to get, like, we have people in the hat, and it's getting kind of close. So right now, we have two fighters confirmed. Um, I'm assuming maybe one more might be able to get an opponent um, before before um you know that time uh, mm-hmm. window closes mm-hmm. um but yeah right now just two okay terrific mm-hmm. no i've been following you guys on social media you guys have a lot of people that are competing yeah no yeah. we've been active people traveling yeah grappling tournaments yeah we've been been all over fight again covid was good to us um obviously the shutdown is nothing for a while but um when we did reopen it's yeah um, much more momentum than we've had in a while. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you being a fine-tuned athlete, tell me about your nutrition. What do you like to do to stay the most efficient? Um, so, again, so I've been a little inactive. Honestly, my nutrition is better now than it was when I was competing. Again, with the weight cut, it's not necessarily to – your healthiest or strongest it's just to make a weight which again is not not healthy habits um and now now that I've learned more now that I'm paying more attention to my body and trying to feel good um you know after training sessions and being ready for the next day it's nothing complicated um 
Yeah, just my thing is eating real real food. Like I'm mm-hmm. not against fat. I'm not against carbs. It just has to be pretty much from the earth. Nothing processed. I f- right. think. Yeah. Um, yep. A lot as of far as you are, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try. I'm pretty a little psycho with with my research. Well, good, um, good. That's great. So yeah, there's a lot of. That's the thing. Like I think your point is there's a lot of products that claim to be healthy. You know, everybody's on a kind of a health kick everywhere. Um, now it's kind of the, the, um, what's trending mm, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, companies are taking advantage of that, you know, and people like, oh, protein. So they eat a protein bar, but you know, it's half oils and chemicals and sugar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of a label nerd making sure, (laughs) um, and I'm, and eating a lot. Again, people are so like skinny is healthy, um, or losing fat losing weight is healthy which yeah i'm definitely not on that mm-hmm. on that mindset anymore mm-hmm. so. well you know in your situation you're burning so many calories mm-hmm. you know you can afford to that's that's true uh, that is that true yeah yeah i need a i need a lot and especially i'm just a naturally like skinny person i even now again i have to work to put on weight like i would no effort to even without working out before i started training i there wasn't much to me, so um, <laughs> I definitely have to make an effort, you know, to put on mass. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't mind that. I like eating. So. Yes, don't we all? <laughs> Especially after a training session. Oh, yeah. yeah, you yeah. That right. And you earned it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've been trying this low-carb diet, and it is mm. – it's tough. See, especially like, – yeah, I – I just believe, you know, there's carbs, fat, and protein. Those are the main, like, they're mm-hmm. all there for a reason. I don't think cutting out them are um, other, again, like, when I cut weight, I cut out all carbs because that's what holds on to water. Um, but other for, like, short-term goals, I don't don't love it. And especially if you're trying to be active, you know, carbs are, oh my God. Carbs are energy. So Yeah, <laughs> if I go to the that. gym and I, the other day I tried to do some deadlifts, I felt like I was going to pass out. Yeah. I was like, ah. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No, you need that fuel. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, I've been I need to get in y'all's gym more often. But I'll be honest, I'm feeling the age now. Every time yeah. I do a grappling class, my neck is killing me the next day. Yeah. And I I've learned a lot about that too. Again, I'm not perfect with it, but definitely um, you know, like the pre class warm up, um, not even not maybe not right before the class, but just like prepping your body for something so intense and correct, you know, moving in all these crazy ways. So, and that used to always be me just jumping in and thinking the pain and the ache was normal and just toughing through it. But again, as I get older, um, the pain gets worse. Um, yeah, just trying to, it's boring, but spending, spending time on mobility and stuff like that to kind of prep and heal the body from, all that we're no, all that st- we're doing to it. Stretching is underrated mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, again, it's not not the funnest, but it definitely no. pays off. No, um, I find that if I smoke a little bit or mm-hmm. edibles, whatever it may be, and then I do some stretching, uh, you just mm-hmm. feel everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel yeah, everything. I can see that. Just decompressing, and um, then obviously you're more suitable for or you're ready for that intense grappling session mm-hmm. like you're talking about yeah. and i like and i like to do a little bit more of like um it's maybe like funner to me or you see more progress like more strength through so not just stretching but like you know getting to a point of mobility and like you know working through that 
um, through that, uh, I guess, plane of motion, you know, so you're kind of like strengthening as you're stretching mm-hmm. instead of, you know, just just lengthening. For mm-hmm. me, that's helped. Um, but, yeah, I think any anything is better than nothing. So, yeah, <laughs> you got that right. Um, so getting into managing the pain intake and um, just your overall health after a training session, do you frequent with any supplements or any kind of natural anti-inflammatories or so the only um nothing for inflammation um yeah that's another thing i'm (laughs) trying to get away from won't go into that rant um but the supplements (laughs) i'm taking are um it's um gsp is actually sponsored by them now but i was taking it before he was uh not before he was but before he was officially uh you know, a face of it. Um, it's called heart and soil, but it's just, um, organs. Like, um, I take a liver, there's one for, um, mood and brain, like brain focus. And that's, um, literally just, uh, bison brain, um, and bone marrow. Take one for my gut, which is just, uh, bison stomach and spleen and pancreas, I believe. Okay. Um, interesting. I think, so GSP again, he, just started um at least um publicly i'm sure he's been taking hopefully he's been taking it for a while before he puts his name on it um, <laughs> yeah but no, i believe i would imagine his so. is called warrior and i think it's like um red and white blood cells somehow they got like that but you know for cardiovascular um endurance stuff like that so mm-hmm. i have i've definitely noticed a difference with how i feel um not so much body wise. Again, I'm trying to do like stretching and mobility for that. Um, but just like, um, just overall feel like digestion. Um, again, my brain, like I feel more focused and uh, awake. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Days, more so. alert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been really happy with it. Um, I've had the person that recommended it to me. She's um, not completely cured, but made really big. Um, changes with her allergies she had really bad allergies Uh, and reactions to stuff um okay and um so yeah i'm i'm definitely a big fan of it i definitely recommend it to everybody also it's not the cheapest um you can if you're i've tried just eating like straight straight liver and heart um oh really and yeah it's not for me (laughs) i'm (laughs) i'd rather spend a few well quite a few extra dollars but yeah, i just unfortunately don't yeah. have that mental strength i'm a big baby with that uh, <laughs> i take the pills but you know it's not the only way right right mm-hmm. i would probably do the same thing i've actually never indulged in any organs or anything like that i've yeah. never and that's what kind of sells me on it too like if you look at um a lot of other countries it's a big part of their diet it used to be a big part of you know like i remember seeing like liver and onions i think that used to be a pretty popular oh, yeah. uh, American dish and now it's yep. kind of faded as we uh, get more spoiled with our and processed yummy foods um but yeah, I do think it's something we're we're meant meant to meant to eat yeah yeah and that's what it sounds like now I remember my grandparents talking about eating really? that <laughs> uh, coming up you know yeah hell yeah um so you're at age 30 now yeah yeah just hit it let's say I'm right there behind you. Let's say you've got another six to seven years of a window for opportunity of competing. Mm. After that, 
where do you see yourself? Um, I mean, I it's so I, I'll still be at the gym. I'll still even if I'm not competing. You're coaching, I yeah. hope. Well, even just training myself, like I mm -hmm. hope I can continue training as long as possible. Obviously, again, when you compete, it takes it up a notch, but um, I'm hoping to still be on the mats at 50, 60. Hell yeah. To some extent, um, you know, it's kind of, I can't, it's been such a big part of my life. I can't see myself not doing it. Right. Um, but yeah, as far as, since it will be at a much slower um, pace, yeah, coaching, um, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one privates now. Um, I'm trying to come up with the best way for, um, like making self-defense and so jujitsu, but for self-defense more mainstream for women. Um, I do think it's super important, but I also understand that a lot of female or even men when even classified as females, a lot of people aren't jujitsu isn't fun for them you know yeah. or something they want to stick to consistently uh, that's, that's legitimate um yep. and yeah it's not a skill you can learn and not be consistent with so um true again it's i worked on it a little bit and once i'm less focused on myself hopefully i can spend more time on it of making that something more fun and accessible for um people that again w wouldn't join a jiu-jitsu gym otherwise yeah. I think it's a very important skill to to have. Uh, I totally agree. Um, yeah, being able to fight off your back or just not panicking mm -hmm. and knowing at least an escape, yep. some hip escape or something. Yep. Yep. Exactly. No, that's yeah, it's crucial. Just, it's not like, yeah, you don't need to get in street fights, but you need to know how to you know make space, cause a little damage, and get away. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So even just making it fun and accessible, and it's, again, it's just a different um like strategy you're not trying to hold on to somebody you're not you know you and the point is to get out of there in that type of situation that we all hope doesn't happen but right um so yeah i i'm brainstorming a little bit but it is hard again when i'm training for fights or grappling competition it's a totally different um different mindset and, and strategy so but yeah long-term goal that would that would definitely definitely be it all right terrific well, Chelsea, you are a lean, mean fighting machine, <laughs> and I really appreciate you doing this again today. Yes, absolutely. I hope my baby voice went through this time. <laughs> yep. No, the mic was right up on your mouth, so you should be should be crystal clear. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for having me. No problem. And um, we're going to shout out MMA Institute one more time here in Richmond, Virginia. Come uh, get yourself a free trial. You yep, know? full free week. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then one more time, um, the Masvidal event. Mm -hmm. That is June 3rd mm -hmm. um, at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. All right, guys. If you're in the Richmond area, be there or be square. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time.